Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to teach you how to take back your life and dare to progress towards bettering yourself honing your gifts, and using them for good in the world. Listen in to be inspired by others who are walking the same path of self-improvement paired with self-love, and to be a part of a community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. I hope I'm not the only person who (laughs) has to admit that I love being involved in the drama of all the Hollywood couples. And usually this is something that, you know, like John and Kate plus eight from TLC or uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines from Fixer Upper. But even, you know, when some people split up like Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston or what's the other Jennifer? (laughs) I can't even remember her name. So that tells you something. I just want to know why, 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 what happened? What happened? And my husband has to often bring me home a magazine because he knows I just like, I'm dying to know more, but I'm not going to buy a magazine myself. So today, this is a weird way to introduce a topic. We're going to be talking about what you need to prioritize in your marriage. So you're not one of those couples that falls apart and everybody just wants to know why, because you seem so perfect for each other. Our guest today is Becky Squire. She is a writer and she has written on marriage. She has a blog that we will be sharing with you that's also linked in the show notes. But she's here to talk about how to make sure your marriage is prioritized and actually the most, the highest priority of your family and also how to prioritize the needs of your spouse. Now, Becky and I are both clear this is based off of studies and this will look different for every single couple and every family and how this is applied. But I think there is a lot we can learn from what Becky and I chat about, about what the research shows. So let's get right to it. I want to welcome Becky Squire to the show. Hi, Becky. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I would love if you could please introduce yourself to my listeners. Okay, so um, like you said, my name is Becky Squire. I have been married for 15 years. Um, My husband and I, I always say that we are complete opposites, um, but it works for us. And we have four children, um, three boys and a girl. And um, I don't know what else you want me to say. I obviously love to write. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Some things that I've written on my blog. um, And I really enjoy 
baking and trying to run off the calories that I eat. <laughs> yep. Two contradictory hobbies, uh, right? I mean. <laughs> yes, I know. Okay, so you are here today to talk about some things that you have written about marriage. Um, in particular, how marriage needs to be the top priority for every family, why that is, and what are some needs each spouse needs to meet in the other one. So that's kind of a mouthful there. How about we start yeah. at the beginning? Why does the marriage relationship have to be the true number one priority in every family above anything else? Um, yeah, so I think it's easy to um, just kind of put your marriage on the back burner, especially when it seems to be going well, um, or at least it seems to not be going badly. Uh Um, and obviously I just need to put this out here because, um, after I wrote this article, I got a lot of kind of backlash about, um, we shouldn't be putting our spouse first. We should be putting our children first and how dare I, you know, write such a thing. And, Hmm. and I, and a lot of those comments kind of came from people who thought I was saying that we should neglect our children (laughs) and only focus on our spouse. And so I just want to kind of get that out there that that is not at all what I'm saying. Mm. Um, In fact, children, obviously, especially young children need um, our, our, our attention and um, you know, our undivided attention and they need help. They obviously don't know what they're doing. So we need to be there for them, especially as mothers um, day in and day out in the middle of the night, like, yes, they are our priority. Usually when it comes to like, um, what am I trying to say? Just like basic needs. So. Yeah. We're not going to put them out to pasture here. Like this isn't, (laughs) this isn't a a, pretend your kids don't exist. They're not important. That's not what it is, but there still needs to be a ranking because otherwise, I mean, if you aren't, something's going to make themselves the top priority if right. you don't decide what that is. So yeah. why is it that the, the spouse should be what we put at the top, maybe like, a, you know, squeaking yeah. ahead of the children here? Right. So we need to put our spouse first for a lot of reasons. Um, one of the reasons is because it's actually beneficial for our children. They need to see how marriage works, how a healthy marriage works. Mm. Um, and so as husband and wife, we need to give them that example. And, um, by, you know, one way that my husband does that is pretty much every time he comes home from work, um, I'm the first one that he greets. My children, um, will often like run to him and give him a hug and stuff. And, and he doesn't dismiss that at all. He gives them a hug and, and, things like that. But he, you know, beelines it straight to me and Mm. asks me how my day was. So they kind of see that, that I'm his priority. And often he'll ask just out of the blue, he'll say, who does daddy love most? And the kids will all say mom. So they know. (laughs) And it's not detrimental to, I mean, detrimental is the wrong word. It's not um, damaging to them at all. Like they know that, that my husband and I, we put each other first and they don't have any issues with that. It's healthy for them to know that. So, so maybe yeah. what does it look like then to put your spouse first? Like, what does that actually tangibly look like? You gave us some two sweet examples there. Um, but yeah, let's, let's build up this picture a little bit more for people. What are we talking yeah. about? 
Sure. So um, some ways that we can put our spouses first is, um, first of all, not, uh, I don't know, this just kind of came to me, but not like bad-mouthing each other in front of our children. Um, I know, especially as your children get older, um, you know, you kind of start to, to build a different kind of relationship with them and talk with them. And, you know, maybe your spouse does something that really irritates you and you just kind of made a, make a snide remark to your children in passing. But they're going to remember that. And I think that's, you know, not a great example of putting your, your spouse first. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. But I'm, yeah. And, and so another thing that I think of is it's actually healthy and even necessary for your children to know that they come second to to your spouse. A quote that I really like is that marriage is the establishment that brings about divine children. Children are not the establishment that bring about a divine marriage. And whenever I read that, I kind of also think about like that um, primary like little poem song that, that we used to sing when we were little that first comes love, first then comes marriage, then comes baby and the baby carriage. Yeah. And it's, and it's just true. Like your marriage has to come first. Even if, even if your babies maybe did come first, <laughs> your, your marriage still has to come at a higher priority than your children. Yes. Okay. And so maybe, I mean, this might be just so individual to each couple, what it actually looks like and what um, they can yeah, decide for, for them. Sure. But some things I'm hearing you saying is just making each other a priority. Like when you see each other, um, greeting each other, showing your children how you are excited to see them, speaking respectfully about them when they're not around or when they are around. Um, yeah, exactly. Totally. And another, another thing, like when, especially when you have young children, um, I'm sure that all of you parents of young children can relate that when you are talking with your spouse, that seems like the perfect time for your oh, children to run up and be like, mom, 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 dad, dad, dad. I was just going to say this one, Becky. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And you just kind of turn them and you're like, oh, what? And you just kind of brush off your spouse. Like, you know what? We can just talk later. Um, and that's totally natural. I think it's just kind of an instinct. And I do, have done it and I still do it. But when I'm conscious of it, um, and my husband's really good at this too. But when we're conscious of it, we will say, stop and say, you know what? Um, dad and I are speaking right now. If it's not an emergency, you're going to have to wait until we're done speaking mm-hmm. and then we'll get to you. I love so, that. Yeah. I was going to say that just because that seems <laughs> to be what comes up with our family. You know, we have four kids, six and under right now. So we hear that mom, uh, mom, 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 yeah. mom, when I'm trying to talk to dad or vice versa. And we've been saying that lately. And I think that is a good example to them just to showing that I do want to talk to you, but I'm first going to finish this conversation with your dad. Cause I haven't seen him all yeah. day. And, um, I think, so we've got some good ideas. Let's get a couple more though. Like some time ideas, right? It can just, these, oh, this yeah. can be short. Like, so what are some good ways with the, um, time priority that we can put, put our spouse first? Um, so obviously what comes to mind first is, um, a consistent date night. And I know that that can't be, um, in, in everybody's situation that can't happen, um, at least, not the way that you think, but I think that in some way you can have a date with your spouse. And when our kids were really little and we had no money, like Mm -hmm. probably most um, young couples Mm -hmm. are, um, we would 
put our kids to bed and we would have a picnic dinner and a movie and just sit in our family room. And I actually really looked forward to that, but we don't need to get into all of that. Like you can find lots of ideas for dates, but I think consistent date night is really important. And that doesn't even have to be every single week, but I think it should at least be every other week. Um, you just really need to make time to spend with your spouse, um, talking about things that are not your children. Yeah. <laughs> That's really hard. <laughs> um, you know, and there's something and in maybe our culture. putting your phone away. Definitely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, how about these small moments that we have? We have the greeting moments when they, um, when we reunite at the end of the day that we can spend some time to talk maybe right after the mm-hmm. kids go to bed, we can take a few minutes there, but yeah. bedtime, I mean, what does bedtime look like now for married couples? Are two people oh, just yeah. sitting in their bed on their phones? Well, That's it's interesting. Disturbing. Yeah. Because, um, you talk to other couples and I think it looks different for everybody. My husband and I probably spent the first 10 or 12 years of our marriage. Um, I'm, I'm not a night owl. I like to go to bed early and my husband is. Um, and so we would spend that first chunk of our marriage. I would, you know, say goodnight to him. I'd come up to bed, go to sleep, and he wouldn't come up until hours later. And just the last few years, we've started going to bed together and, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, it feels great to go to bed early. Maybe I should do this more often. And, um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like me. Yeah, but, but maybe that doesn't work. I mean, you can definitely find ways, like, just um, after the kids are in bed, you know, sitting and just talking to each other, even if it's for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, just kind of connecting any way that you can. Yeah, and like we said, it's going to be so different for each couple. But those little yeah. moments totally add up. I mean, even if it's five yes. minutes when they get home of a little chat, another five minutes after the kids go to bed, and ten minutes when you go to mm-hmm. while you're going to bed, that totally adds up. Um, mm-hmm. what and else I know do you think? some couples. Well, I know some couples don't even really get to see each other. One works all day, and mm-hmm. one works all night, um, mm-hmm. and they just see each other in passing. And I would say. Um, when you do see each other in passing, make it a good meeting, Mm -hmm. you know, take their hand, give them a hug, give them a passionate kiss and like really connect for just those few minutes. Even if the kids are around, my husband and I like make out in front of our kids all the time, not anything like R rated. Okay. But just (laughs) like a good juicy kiss and our kids like, ew, gross. And they cover their eyes, but, um, we don't care. (laughs) So you know, whatever you can do, um, it, if it takes a few minutes or, you know, if you can spend a few hours each day or week, or whatever it is, you can find some time to connect with each other. Okay. I love this. So we've talked about how we talk. We've talked about some time ways we can prioritize. And one way I was thinking of while we were just talking is the way we think. So when we have something happen to us through um, during the day, maybe we reach the phone to text a friend or call our mom to tell us about, mm-hmm. tell them about what's happened. And one mm-hmm. thing I've been trying to do more is reach out to my spouse first and, um, those are the moments that add up as well. So maybe if people are two ships in the night, one's working in the day, one's working at night mm-hmm. is trying to still make that person who you think of first as right. your person to tell things and reach out to them. And, and my, my article that I wrote, it is specifically talks about putting your spouse before your children. But I think that 
we also need to remember to put our spouse before our um, extended family, our, our mm. parents, our siblings who, you know, maybe we go to to vent or whatever it is. Um, and I think it's important to have those friendships and those relationships outside of your spouse, but you still need to put your spouse in front of all of those relationships. Definitely. I think too often we also become, you know, divide and conquer kind of households here, or mm-hmm. you're always talking about the stressful things that happened that day or you're un- unloading. Um, yeah. And so along with that thought is, is trying to talk, talk, like really talk about not just yes. the to do's and the tasks and the, and the kids and the jobs, oh. but just like you did when it's, you were dating, right? Yeah. It's so important. And I, as I've been writing a lot about marriage the last few years, I've talked to many couples who tell me that they talk to their spouse about, you know, just the, we, we call it kind of like the business talk, mm. but they haven't um, connected in years. And they, they're like, we just don't know how. We don't know how to talk about emotional things. Mm. And that can be scary, especially if you haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. But um, but I mean, I would just, I mean, I'm not a professional, but I would just say to start small and, you know, find some time alone and just say, listen, I would like to talk about this. And maybe it's too scary to talk about right now. And maybe all you do is just tell them that I would like to talk about it in, in the future. And that's a start. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I think for sure every couple, every married couple needs to be having those intimate, um, talks with each other and and knowing how the other one feels Mm. about you know every aspect of their life definitely and I think what you've said about our time and our thoughts will set the foundation to having more of that connection Mm -hmm. on the emotional level too um right if those two things are what you're trying to prioritize there I think the emotional piece will um more easily come into play so let's chat briefly about kids what do they gain from seeing this dynamic in their household growing up how does it benefit them when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply You know I often speak about how women must do habits differently, and one of the biggest reasons why is simply biology. In other words, hormones. Our hormones are a real factor to how we feel physically, mentally, and emotionally, and they constantly change day to day and year to year as we age. My friends warned me that the hormone roller coaster gets harder as we get older, and they were right. From worse PMS to more aggravating period symptoms to all the things that come with perimenopause and menopause. If you're wanting help with that hormone roller coaster, I want you to check out today's sponsor, Happy Mammoth, and their supplement, Hormone Harmony, a bottle of which is sold every 24 seconds with over 17,000 reviews. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. 
Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible perimenopause and menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, and so much more. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. If you want to feel more like yourself, make sure you go to Happy Mammoth and find Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code PROGRESS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PROGRESS for 15% off today. Um, It benefits them a lot, I believe. I think if you are constantly putting your children first, then they are going to grow up to be like entitled Mm -hmm. and you know, they're, they're going to believe that, oh, you know, I do come first, I should always come first. Um, and they're not gonna probably have healthy um, relationships themselves. So I think it's very detrimental to children if they don't have if they don't see that healthy relationship. Well, and kids grow up. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully at one point they're going to leave the house to become functioning adults. <laughs> and when that right. happens, I mean, that would be so hard to start back at square one with this person that you've been neglecting. I mean, both of you have been ne- neglecting each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I love that idea. And, and just modeling what you said, modeling a marriage that they hope to have themselves, a partnership that they can um, then bless their own children with. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so vital for them to know that, um, that their parents will put, you know, put each other first for sure. Well, and I have loved the articles that you've written on some basic needs. So there are two of these articles. There's one about um, your husband. Your husband has five basic needs, and are you meeting them? And then you also wrote one for your wife, um, for yes. for husbands to read. So let's talk about some of these needs that um, we can better meet as a spouse. And this is for both. Like we said, this is both for husbands and wives. Mm-hmm. So let's first talk about... Um, if you can go over what the five basic needs are that a husband has, and then we'll go into what you might think is the most important one of those in your experience. In my experience? Okay. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, maybe not your personal experience, but in terms of mm-hmm. writing this and hearing back from people okay. and having lots of conversations on this. So let's talk, let's talk about the husband's needs. Okay. Um, so the husband. So this is, let me just say this. It is based on a book that I read um, called His Needs, Her Needs, and it's by Willard F. Harley Jr. Um, And I read this years and years and years ago before I started writing my blog or anything. And I put each one of these things into action. I um, didn't really tell my husband, but I just, you know, started acting like those were his basic needs and fulfilling them. And I just have to say that our marriage like skyrocketed after that. Like he even Amazing. asked me, he's like, what is so different? Like we are doing so well right now. And so then I told him, okay, so the five basic needs. And um, I also need to preface by just saying that this is general. Obviously every man is different. Definitely. Um, but according to his research, generally men have these five basic needs. Um, So the first one is recreational companionship. 
And so that just means pretty much sharing hobbies or if you don't share hobbies, at least um, doing a hobby that your spouse likes with them, if that makes sense. Uh Um, The second one is sexual fulfillment. And I don't think I need to explain that one. Elaborate that one, Becky. Yeah, well, well, we (laughs) probably will later, but um, we're just going to kind of go over each one for now. Um, The next one is admiration. And I think basically that just means that men need to know that that their wives um, think that they're doing great. I would say mostly in their career, but probably in all aspects of their life that, that they are admired. Yeah. Another um, word maybe the, validation, right? Like Yes. Validation. Okay. That's a great word. Um, the next one is domestic support. So um, this just means that, you know, you're you're helping with the kids or with the house or, or in every aspect, you know, pretty much of your marriage outside of what he does by himself, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is an attractive spouse. And this is another, (laughs) another one one that I get a lot of, (laughs) yes, a lot of flack. And I, I published this one a few years ago on a different website and then I just republished it on my blog. And when I had first published it on this other website, yeah, I got a lot, a lot of backlash on it. And it was mostly, I think, concerning this last one, an attractive spouse. Hmm. Um, But I'm just here to say that I can testify that, um, that it really does work. Like you don't have to put on an apron and your high heels and lipstick, you know, and (laughs) that type of image, I think. But, um, but at the same time, I know several women who, several wives who literally stay in their pajamas all day, every day. And I've been there and I still do that occasionally, but I try not to let that be the norm. Um, because first of all, when I do that, I don't feel good at all. Yes, <laughs> I feel like, I was going to say, it's a lot of yeah, self-respect just, here. You feel just grouchy and tired and lazy. So just, you know, maybe put on some deodorant, like just kind of get ready a little bit and it makes you feel better. And then it makes the whole, you know, greeting when he comes home, just so much more pleasant. What I, I think promise. This, yeah. And what I think this spells out too. And you know, I'm all about woman power. Like I love, um, just like building up and supporting like who we are as women and the power that we have. Uh-huh. So I still totally agree with this. Like, I think this is about self-respect and I think it's about respecting mm-hmm. your spouse and I think your spouse needs to do it as well. And that doesn't mean that you have to hit the gym like six days a week and, you know, put on no. a full like, face of makeup and hairdos. Like, we're just talking about basic respect and just showing them like, yeah. I love you. I'm showing up for myself and for you. And in this way, I think it's right. super important that totally goes both ways. I'm glad we were able to talk a little bit about that one because I want, you know, we don't want to just say, mm-hmm. make sure you look attractive, ladies, and leave it at that. Right. <laughs> so right. Let, let's go into what you think might be the most important of this or the one that at least seems to have raised, resonated most with um, people who have read your articles in this mm-hmm. book as well and acted on it. Okay. So I would say definitely the number one would be sexual fulfillment. Big surprise. Um, yeah. And and that from from people that I've talked to and um, things like that, like it's, yeah, it's hard to talk about for sure. Um, and I think that's be- a reason why it is 
something that goes, what's the word, just kind of by the wayside and you don't talk about it with your, your spouse either. And that kind of goes back to what we were saying about talking about hard things with each other. Mm -hmm. And sex is one of those hard things. Um, it's easy to neglect and it's easy. It's hard to talk about when it is neglected and to build it back up. Okay. Right. And so, and you just need to talk to your spouse and, um, and your spouse with you as well to each other about your expectations. I think that expectations is so big because Hmm. you like at least girls, you know, we probably tend to talk about it a little bit with each other, with our girlfriends, like, Oh, like how many times a week do you do it? And what, you know, things like that. And it's just going to be different for everybody. And that's okay. What you need to know is what your spouse expects, because if you have no idea, then that miscommunication can drive a wedge in between you. Definitely. And it can go both ways. I mean, we hear the reverse too. I mean, sometimes a wife would like more or different Mm -hmm. things. And it, like you're saying, you just have to have that conversation about what each person needs and and how you can meet in the middle there. One of the people that I've had on the show, Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife, she is a sex therapist. Yes. Um, I love her. She's amazing. I just think if anybody is struggling in that realm, check her out. Mm -hmm. I mean, she has so many free resources, so many podcasts she does for free. Uh, She's a guest all the time for people and you can learn so much from her about how this is important. Like it really is so important and how to make it possible. So both people are a team in this, uh, in this important way and benefiting from it. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Um, and another thing to remember is, And I think, I can't remember where I learned this. I think I may have read it in a a marriage book, like maybe when I was engaged, but it said something to the effect of like, don't treat sex like a game. And I Mm. think, um, I think both males and females do this, but I think like a pawn in a game kind of thing. Yeah. I think women tend to do it like, oh, my husband didn't help me with the dishes. Like he is not getting it tonight. Mm. Um, And that's so dangerous because, yeah, it's exactly like you said. It's a pawn in a game, and we should never treat sex like that. So, And at the same time, I think that we also need to remember, on the other hand, that if you are not in the mood, it's okay not to do it. Like, you don't have to to just do it because you feel obligated. You know what I mean? Like, And that's where Dr. Jennifer Finlayson-Fife comes in. I mean, yes. Yes, I just think yeah, she's she Yeah, we're just going to give her a free plug here. Yeah, she has she excellent it. courses um, that you can buy on her website. And then she also does um, conferences with women and with couples. And she's amazing. Like, I went to one of her um, conferences. And this was after I started writing and had done so much research on sex and marriage. And I learned, like, so much from her. I couldn't even believe yeah. it. I have notebooks of things that I was like, oh my heck, that's oh, me so too. So for sure, check her out. Yes. Okay. I love it. And she, de- she definitely deserves it. All right. Now let's talk about the, fl- about the flip side. So these wives are thinking, <laughs> yes. I feel left out. Hey, what about me? Yes. Yeah. So that's exactly husbands, what I hear. <laughs> feel free to share this um, episode with your husband and let's talk about what are five basic needs every wife needs. So, um, again, this is just generally what research yes. says that women um, need. So the first one is affection. Um, and this does not mean sex. This means um, 
PDA. more like, <laughs> yeah, PDA, pu- public displays of, of affection. Um, and nothing like too crazy, but just, you know, hold your wife's hand, give her a hug, um, yeah. and do it in public. <laughs> An arm around a shoulder, yeah. you know, stuff like that. It goes a long way for us women. I can testify to that for sure. Yes, 100%. Okay, the next one is conversation. And I think this is probably personally my biggest one. Um, at least it used to be. I took the five love language tests and yeah. quality time was my highest one. And I think conversation goes along with that. I remember when my I husband and I were first married and he would be watching TV or something and I would say, oh, can you just turn the TV off so we can talk? So he'd turn it off and he'd say, okay, what do you want to talk about? And I'd say, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like I didn't have anything specific. <laughs> yeah. I just want to sit and talk, you know, but, yeah. um, but yeah, it, conversation is so important to women. I know women like to talk, right? But <laughs> yeah, I, but it's true. That's one of those. I mean, that is a stereotype, but I think in general that is that is uh, pretty true for most women. Yeah, yeah, and and it's so important too, especially now um, nowadays when you are talking with your wife. Please put down your phones and leave the distractions. Turn off yes. the TV and let your wife have your full attention. Amen. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what we should say. This whole, maybe our number one tip to all of this, your spouse is a priority. Mm-hmm. Your basic needs is put those dang phones mm-hmm. away. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Everything they can wait. Okay. Love that. Okay. The next one is honesty and openness. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just pretty basic. Like you need to be honest and open. You need to feel secure in your relationship. Um, I think speaking of phones, um, that your spouse should know your password, um, and all your passwords. Um, you shouldn't be hiding anything on social media or otherwise. Um, if you, in my article, I say that if you find yourself in a situation where you're alone with the opposite sex, send your wife a quick text just to let her know. That is something that um, is the first step in a dangerous road. And all it takes is for you to communicate with your wife, to be honest and let her know, oh, you know, this, I'm going to lunch or whatever it is. I don't know. But just let her know and, you know, let it go from there. Yeah. Okay. So we've got those three. What's, what's number okay, four? So the next one is financial support. Um, so again, this is just kind of general and I know that the times are different, but generally, um, women need the man to support them and, and to have that security. And that doesn't mean that the wife is, has to stay home and not earn any money or not have a career. But I think she still needs that security from her husband, if that makes sense. It's almost like we need to know that we're each doing our part. And yes. and knowing that... However yeah. that looks yes. for anybody. Yeah, I, I think that's basically what the heart of that is, is that um, there's some pride in the work that mm-hmm. you know they're doing. Even if the wife is earning more than than her Mm -hmm. husband, you know, it's just knowing that her husband is showing up with self-respect and doing his part, you know, for his his work. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing your part. And again, going back to open, 
openness and honesty. Um, that's so important in finance, in your financial, yeah. everything in marriage, you know, work together, um, don't hide purchases from each other. Mm. Um, you know, just, you gotta be, that's one of the biggest divorce. So I've read anyway, that is one of the biggest reasons people get divorced is financial, um, you know, whatever happens financially, they don't agree or they hide things or whatever it is. So. Yeah. The two big things seem a lot, um, at least in what I've read as well as, um, sex and finances. Um, mm-hmm. interesting yeah. how those both, I mean, there's some lots of roots there of, um, mm-hmm. respect and openness and all, all of that. Um, you know, one of my friends, uh, she, like now let's speak, you know, we talked about how this applies to both you know, if both spouses are working, but let's say there are Mm -hmm. some stay at home moms who, who, um, with, in regards with the finances, they want a a voice as well. So they want stability, but, um, maybe they, maybe they don't want to have to count every penny that they spend Mm -hmm. with a spouse, you know, the husband looking over the shoulder, like they, they want that kind of stability as well is like this, a respectful relationship on how we are going to deal with finances as, um, a couple and what that might look like for, for them. Right. And I'm definitely no expert in this field at all, but, but, um, there are so many ways, um, that you can work together. So many, um, ideas out there that will help you, um, you know, save and to get kind of on the same track together financially. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, and then the last one is family commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think most women, whether they know it or not, um, want a man who will put family first. Mm. And you know, we kind of talked about that earlier, but um, you know, when when we're date, I don't know. I guess I can't speak for everyone, so maybe this is just speaking for me, but. You know, when I was single, you just look for a, a hot guy who's maybe can, I don't know, whatever it is, you're probably not thinking, oh, is he going to be a great father? Um, but when I got more serious, that was, you know, high on my list. Oh, yeah. I would, mm-hmm. I would look and see when I was dating my husband, how is he around kids and around my parents and things like that. And a lot of, guys, um, don't have that gift, but, um, it's so important because that's, that's, what's going to be the most important after you're married. So. Okay. I love that. All of those are great. And like you said, these are research based. Um, they are more general. You do you right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think the basic, um, thing we can take away from this is think, be purposeful in your mm-hmm. relationship and figure out what are the, the needs that you both have and how you can better meet them. And in doing that, you are putting your relationship first and, and creating mm-hmm. a better foundation for a solid family. Um, okay, so Becky, how about you tell people where they can find you? And I will be sure to link to these articles in the show notes as well. Okay, um, so my blog is BeckySquire.com, B-E-C-K-Y-S-Q-U-I-R-E. And, um, you can find me on Instagram and it's just at Becky Squire and, um, on Facebook, I am at facebook.com slash Becky Squire blog. So pretty easy. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you just go to my, to my website, Becky Squire.com, 
all my links are there and um, all my articles and yeah, just everything. Cool. Well, I am excited to have people connect with you more and learn from the things that you are offering. And you know what? It was just so fun to have you on and talk about something a little different. So thank you so much, Becky. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love it. Thank you so much to Becky for being on the show. It was lovely having this discussion with her. And we both were just a little wary to make sure that people were aware that we know that what we're talking about does not apply to everybody. So I hope that you were able to see yourself and your own family and your own marriage in this discussion and know what better things you need to prioritize and how to do that. So thank you again, Becky, for being on the show. And I've linked to her website on my show notes. Okay, so next Wednesday, I am going to have a huge announcement. I know I've been alluding to this, but I have another really big announcement for you next Wednesday. I hope you will come back for that. It's one that I've been working really, really hard on, and I am really excited and nervous to share with you. So if you can tune in next Wednesday for that announcement, as well as another great interview, I will see you then. And until then, take care of yourself.